VT Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, my co-host, Mustard. And today we have Miss Faith joining us, one of our patrons and OG listeners. And today's episode is brought to you by the new Cyberdyne Systems T800 Model 101. New, improved, and Austrian. Use code FATE for 20% off. Not available in Arizona, Kentucky, and Hawaii. Those those states are probably smart. I'm just realizing what I just read, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't. We need to stop doing these sponsors, bro. <laughs> Check cleared. That's all I care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, uh, Ashley Zombie says it's a nice video transition. Hell yeah! Thank you. I worked very hard on it. So, Miss Faith, uh, I know you're an OG listener, and you do catch our show when you able your whenever you are able to. So, um, please. <clears throat> You know the you know the deal. We do a wrap up at the beginning of the show. Let everybody know what we've been consuming as uh, consumers. So, uh, what have you been up to this week? What have you been watching, playing, so on and so forth? Well, I beat Skyrim the other day, uh, main quest, and I've been playing a lot of Back for Blood beta, like a lot, and I've been enjoying it. Super fun. Okay, so you, like the, the the question has to be asked. How many times have you beat Skyrim? <laughs> um, this was the first time I beat it. The other times I was just playing side quests because I don't really like main quests in games very much. Mustard knows that. I already explained that to him. Side quests are very, like, pick and choosy, but main quests, it's like, you have to do it. You have to be the hero. We're all depending on you. And I'm just like, uh, I guess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'll, I'll let you off because most of the time when somebody's like, I just beat Skyrim, I'm like, how many times? Don't lie. Like, like <laughs> no, it's Hangle, definitely my first. <laughs> like, Hangle, he's on his, like, 19th, I think. Like, it's ridiculous. Mustard, what about you, asshole? <clears throat> uh, I played Splitgate with you. Uh, Splitgate on my own for a little bit. Uh, I played... Uh... I think that's it. And then my GPU was dying yesterday. And uh, I've been playing a lot of Back for Blood, though. Like, yeah, a lot yeah, of we got a, a lot of Back for Blood. Like, like yeah, I was watching like you for about 20, three hours. 20 something hours of like, Back for Blood. Yeah. Um, and of course, we got an article about that because this was one of the most highly anticipated betas to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. And we even covered it on the show several times. So mm-hmm. we do have an article about that. We are going to talk about that. Uh, let's see. For me, I did watch the new Suicide Squad. Um, man, when Warner Brothers has their fucking hands off, so good. So uh, you never sent good. me the info to that. It's on the hookup. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so good though. It it, it is really good. Uh, I watched A Quiet Place too. I know you talked about it a little while ago when yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. They just end the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you, you know what? After watching it, I finally understood what you meant. Because, like, it's you know, such okay, a so... stupid, like, unfulfilling ending. Like, it's so dumb. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but, like, unsatisfactory. You so, know? like, the, the entire fucking premise is <clears throat> like, okay, I, I understand the premise. I understand what they were going for. And it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a Naruto season, dude. It's like so much fucking filler. And then finally, mm-hmm. they, they achieve the thing, then just turn off the camera and go home. Yep. 
No, it's, you don't even see him going home. That's the problem. Like, no, that's because like, they turned the fucking camera off. Things are still fucked when <laughs> when they end the movie, and I'm like, oh, I didn't feel good. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel good. It didn't look yeah. good. That was stupid. Um, yeah, that movie was dumb as hell. I've been watching some weird animes, um, which sucks because I, I was actually really excited for that movie because the first one's really good. Everyone was. How do you yeah. f- fuck up a monster movie? Oh, easily, dude. Come on, shut man. up, shut up. Oh no. Anyways, um, <laughs> I've been watching some weird animes, and I, and I and I found one today that's kind of really popular, and I was kind of talking about it in the pre-show. It's called Darling in the Franks, and um, here we go. It's a mecha versus monsters anime whatever right kind of evangelionish however uh it has a bit of pacific rim to it and the idea that the two pilots must be simpatico to pilot the whole thing that's all aside that then but this is this is pertinent to the point so uh of course random character plus random character equals our main duo right of course Say the age pilot. rating of the anime uh 14 plus so um so of co- of course you know random person random person oh look they're the perfect couple the pilot thing, except they're talking about the, the mechas that they pilot and they're like once these two become perfectly simpatico, the mecha reveals itself to like the full extent of what it is and I'm like cool it's gonna be like a Gundam thing or an Evangelion thing where it's like more armor or wings or something fucking cool. Nah, nah, the mechas just get thick. I mean thick. I'm I'm watching this going uh what mechas don't have jiggle physics um yeah and I'm one episode in I'm just one episode in so I'm just I'm just tripping the fuck out dude uh I also played back for blood for um, for what I could uh, played Carrion, Wolfenstein, New Blood. I don't really like it. Um, Why not? Honestly, uh, it, it takes all the... It, it takes... It goes Doom rather than Wolfenstein. Well, yeah, it's made, by, it's made by the same people. It's made by Id and Ravensoft. I get that. Yeah. However, Wolfenstein has always had a feel... How did I describe it? Wasn't it just Doom with Nazis? That's how yeah. I described that game. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's literally what it is. Uh, I watched Godzilla versus Kong again, um, just because Big Monkey versus Big Lizard. That's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I, like not to, not joking. I literally wrote down here why the mech is thick, bro. Nice. <laughs> like like wow. there, I was like, why the mech is thick, bro? Like I was watching it and I was just like, I'm gonna talk about this. Is weird. Anyways, so was that all? <laughs> just I can't. Nobody can answer that except the people that made it, man. <laughs> you need to write a letter or something. It was weird, dude. Because like, I like okay, whatever. I enjoy adult themed things in anime, but like, I'm just like, it's a mecha. It's a it's a robotic suit. What? Why jiggle? I don't. <laughs> I'm fucking no. I feel like if you're thick enough, anything jiggles. So I mean, I jiggle all the time. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you're not a mecha, bro. That's true. 
That's true. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Anyways, like I'll I'll, I'll bring it up on the post show. I'll, I'll show you like a picture of the mech. I don't want to chant anything here. Don't. But uh, <laughs> with all that said and done, let's uh let's go ahead and get the show started. Cool. Yeah, we have sound effects now. How do you like that? Nice. Now, if only I could remember what fucking button to push. That's the hey, one. That's why you need a stream deck, bro. Shut up. How about that? <laughs> so, um, we have an update, of course. Um, like it even says right there. And that's what I need, Mustard. I need a Steam Deck, bro. I'm not touching it. I'm not going into it. I you already to... got a PC. You don't, you, don't, you don't know. You already sold your soul. So my finances was what the fuck I sold. Anyways, What's the difference. Granted, uh, so Activision, we did, we have talked about this a lot. We have talked about how the idea that Activision has just put out hollow statement after hollow statement, and um, we now, and this was five days ago, so I'm not sure this is updated. Scroll all the way down, and we'll find out. They usually um, put updates at the bottom, don't they? Okay, no. So we have some demands here, which I guess is uh, no. That's the thing. That's what we covered. No, we already covered all this. We did so, one. What uh, is it? What is it? What are the demands? Yeah, we're gonna work on mentorship. Okay, workers can seek career advice, support, and sponsorship from a network of colleagues in a safe external channel, outside company community. Okay, open listening sessions. Yeah, we covered that already. Community yeah. meetings. We will we facilitate, facilitate monthly employee meetings in a secure external channel to discuss our concerns, desires, and progress toward achieving our goals. Huh. All current ABK employees are welcome to participate in these conversations. Well, I feel like that's kind of important. But yeah, because it because of these words right here. Yeah, secure external channel. Because we did uh, we did talk about the idea that everything was being handled either internally or by a third, uh, an arbiter. And I I talked about how late <laughs> that you sure. can't say that to me. I just think of Halo too. Our arbiter. <laughs> I, I talked about how legally it's a gigantic fucking loophole. And how uh, it just allows them to keep doing shitty things. But uh, secure <laughs> Sorry, external channel. Hold on, hold on. Can I just explain to you what went through my head just then? <laughs> like, like you said, this, these things have to go through an external arbiter. And I pictured him in like a suit with like a fucking with like suit a tie. Like a, like a, yeah, a with like a little pad. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a big fucking elite from Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that was funny as he hell. He says he wants you to state your complaints. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. He no, he spoke English. He spoke English. What well, no, the arbiter did. Yeah, yeah, there was more than one. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get that guy. He still works for Bungie. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get all the other. They're gonna get the other dude. You know, with well, a translator, it's cheaper. Ooh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's gonna listen with an open mind and not to worry about any bias. 
All right, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what he's writing. I can't read the writing. <laughs> Just a giant fucking... <laughs> I don't... I can't help you with that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um... So <laughs> we did talk about this though, and we we did we did talk about the the idea of how they're continuing to just fuck people over, and uh, we know that there was a walkout. We know that uh, right now Activision is bringing down the hammer on a lot of people uh, in the gaming industry, and we've seen we're, we're seeing a ripple effect happen. So now the real question is: Is this enough? No. What do you guys? What do you guys? Uh, Miss Faith, go ahead. I don't think it's enough because um, we don't really even know if these survivors are going to be heard or future female employees, even male employees. Who knows? You know, um, I I feel very strongly about this because I think that women have a huge place in the video game industry. They do. They make up uh, 46% of it. Yes. And, you know, women are very brilliant in ideas, creative, uh, creativeness. And I just think that, you know, women are necessary and they deserve to be treated with respect, um, you know, not to be sexualized all the time. It's very unnecessary, especially in the workplace. And I've fallen um, victim to that myself, which I don't. You, you've sexualized women in the workplace? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to. Sorry. I mean, sometimes, you know, I do sexualize myself. I love myself. <laughs> but as far as like um, coworkers do. go and stuff, <laughs> yes, of course. Um, coworkers and everything, yes, I've been, you know, sexually harassed and everything. I've reported it, and they've kind of just almost fired me, basically. So I'm sure they went through something similar as that. They either weren't heard, or they were almost released, or they quit themselves. I mean, that's what I've read, you know, it's that they just yeah. didn't want to work there anymore. So yeah, I just, that's what I think. No, that's awesome, honestly. And, and of course, pardon the joke, I had to make it. Uh, but, you know. Um, <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, Mustard and I do realize the importance of voices in video games, and we do. We and like I've said before, we are feminists. Like for for you know for whatever whatever definition you want to take on after the idea that you know we believe in equality between men and women, that's all personal. <laughs> oh, bless Jesus, bless you. Thank however, you. however, we do believe in equality, and we do believe that everybody should have a safe place to work and um now there have been problems in the past and there and um there have been problems with people bringing the wrong ideas forward such as arnita sarkeesian such as uh you know her little ilk has definitely poisoned the well for a lot of for a lot of women in video games and I think, as consumers, I think all three of us can agree on that. Well, yeah, she's yes, like a she's a monster. Yeah, no, she she is a monster, and she she pushes her ideals on other people. She she guilt trips them, hammers them. Uh, you know, she was uh, 
she's been responsible for a lot of downturns for a lot of companies. But uh, Miss Faith, I, I really, I really do want to hear a female gamer's perspective on Anita Sarkeesian and her overall toxic effect on on, uh, on the video game industry and how you feel about it, like as if as a female gamer. Well, you know, as we all know, I'm a feminist myself. I don't believe in some third wave feminism and fourth wave feminism. She is, I'm thinking she's part of four wave, uh, fourth wave feminism. And I don't like what she did with Last of Us Part Two as far as her um, inspiration for it. It was very. You know, we use quotes around that. Yeah. <laughs> It was very unnecessary, in my opinion. Um, I really wanted, for example, Ellie to seek revenge for Joel, right? And actually get it. Yeah, and get it. Um, I think Abby deserved to be killed, you know, for what she did. And uh, this whole, like, false woman empowerment that didn't need to be there um, and kind of agreed to just, you know, move forward without seeking revenge i mean i feel like part of women empowerment is seeking revenge you know if somebody does something to you and hurts you whether it's male or female i would want to seek revenge for that and i just think i don't believe in her ideologies i really don't like her i want nothing to do with her and her you know feminist can i cuss yes of course <laughs> feminist Fuck yeah, you bullshit can. there you go <laughs> no i'm good so like, uh, it, it, like, and and I have defended the idea that uh, Ellie would not have taken revenge, namely because of the way Joel taught her. Joel tried to teach her, uh, you know, forgiveness. You know, I don't think better... he did. If I'm being honest, I think you're kind of wrong on that aspect. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like right, this is something. This is something we've talked about. This is he tells Ellie, "Be the better person. Walk away. Be merciful." Have mercy, have compassion, and as soon as that fucking door closes, he murders everyone in the room. <laughs> Joel was a hypocrite. He was a hypocrite. I'm not afraid to call one of our favorite characters out. <laughs> However, I do. I don't think that's too far out of the out of the range of Ellie's character and what Joel taught her. What I when I had the big fucking issue was I, okay. Hold on. The more the more I think about that point is like the more I have to disagree with you though, because like. Because Joel doesn't teach her mercy. He doesn't teach her forgiveness, dude. Joel literally murders people in front of her that didn't necessarily need to be murdered. Like, she even she sees everything he does. And then we, we can actually see proof of that ideology when she comes across David and that random dude in the woods. She fucking points a bow at him and tells him, I'll put one right between your fucking eyes. Like, I'm not... I'm not fucking yeah. around here. That didn't come naturally. That didn't come organically. That was fucking Joel's murdering rampage in front of this little girl <laughs> for yeah. months. He didn't teach her to be merciful. He did not teach her forgiveness. And I no, can see fuck, no. your, uh, both sides here. I can see dead man's side and your side, Mustard, because I think that although Joel, uh, Joel was, you know, killing all these people in front of Ellie like she was <laughs> witnessing it since she was like a kid and everything she grew up learning that right because we all mm -hmm. learn from what we witness as children okay mm -hmm. so I think that you both are right in some aspects because Joel wanted what was best for her right yeah. he wanted to teach her what I do is wrong right like this isn't okay this isn't like 
I'm not like a good role model, but I'm going to have you under my wing. I'm going to protect you and this and that, right? That's why he did most of the things he did was to protect Ellie. And I also yeah. do think that he wanted her to stick up for herself, defend herself, uh, kill people if she needed to and stuff without having, you know, him there to protect her all the time. So it's kind of, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, no, that's it's, and that's an awesome point of view. I like, and and it, and it's like I said before, you know, um, I just I I didn't like I like in the end after I found out about what what Mustard told me, I was like, now it sucks. You know what I mean? Like now <laughs> the whole fucking thing has been ruined. The whole vehicle has been poisoned, and uh, I no longer like it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a disappointment to see how much Vanita Sarkeesian had poisoned the well for. Uh, an actual fucking message that could have actually been rooted in feminism and not this uh, half-assed, half-brained, we can't kill each other. Even though we've murdered everyone else, we can't go at it. Yeah, dude, fucking Ellie kills all of her friends. All of her Everyone. Everyone. But you and I... Well, we gotta be the bigger person because yeah, we're, right. Like, Bullshit. get Bullshit. fucked, bro. Get fucked. So and so, like I said, like yeah, we we are absolutely we 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 look at all this and you know, Anita Sarkeesian and in, in the most unfortunate circumstance, is such a shining example that other people use to poison the well when it comes to discussions of feminism and and women in video games and Mm -hmm. and that's just another reason we dislike her on this show but uh, i'm glad i'm glad miss faith is here to actually talk about her opinions regarding the entire thing Mm -hmm. so they ruined one of my favorite games man (laughs) even just hearing her name makes me cringe like Mm -hmm. i feel it like in my back my spine you know my (laughs) spine's already crooked girl i have scoliosis but like it literally (laughs) straightens up when i hear her name (laughs) i I gotta set up for this fucking interview hold on uh nita sarkeesian all right let's do this (laughs) (laughs) hate that bitch (laughs) (laughs) so um Let's go ahead and move on from that because honestly, we like we love shitting on Anita Sarkeesian because she deserves every bit of it. Mm-hmm. But we do have to move on. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. EA is now doubling down on live service games as full game channels drop. They managed to slightly beat its own financial expectations in a tough year, and uh, of course, this is coming off the, the 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 big losses they've been taking lately. So, uh. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if EA is going to be able to be saved just like Epic. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, they will. They have enough money. All right. So let's see this. EA is continuing to move forward a larger live service based game strategy as full game sales dropped nineteen percent compared to the previous year. Maybe because nobody was working last year. Yeah. Might, might have mm-hmm. something to do with it. Makes yeah, sense. No shit. Yeah. Uh, according to the company's latest financial reports on investors on Wednesday, EA reported a revenue of $1.55 billion for quarter one, uh, up 6.3% from last year. Net income for EA, however, has dropped to $204 million compared to $365 million the previous year. Oh, poor fucking piece. You know what? And also, I think a lot of it has to do with them being on Game Pass. Uh. Um, well, and, no, because be- kind of... before the only way to get EA games was to buy them from EA. 
So yeah. then being on, and then they also went to Steam too, and Steam takes up to forty percent, fifty percent of the revenue from each game sale. You know, twenty-five to thirty. Yeah, we covered that story. Yeah, yeah. So um, like, so you know, I think them being under the platforms of being Game Pass probably hit them pretty hard. Plus the whole COVID thing. I mean, the only people that made money off of COVID was fucking Jeff Bezos, literally. So like, well, we do we do see here that it says here they they reported a revenue of one point five five billion. Mm-hmm. Up six point three from last year, so that means to me that their revenue, which means their 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 steady income, has increased. Mm-hmm. Their uh, net income, however, which is game sales the and stuff like that, has dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the assessment part of it. Yeah. So they're making more money by going to Xbox, but they're losing money by not putting out games. It looks like because yeah. EA really hasn't put out many <clears throat> AAA titles. I mean, they're all they're all just waiting for Battlefield 2042, literally. Yeah. Oh, here we go, and this is actually it. Uh, Mustard called it. EA attributes its growth to various live service aspects of its most popular games, including FIFA, Apex Legends, mobile games, and other franchises. EA said that more than 31 million people have played FIFA 21 on console and PC since launch. Meanwhile, FIFA's Ultimate Team Mode matches have grown 48% year over year. That is a wow. lot. That's a lot of shit. Jesus Christ. And people of love course, their Apex, FIFA, bro. Yeah, people really love FIFA. Apex Legends is also on track to set a new record for concurrent players with the launch of Season 9, averaging 13 million weekly active players. Yeah, everybody's leaving that includes Warzone. us. Yeah, that includes us, literally. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about it. You know, we have Nick Merckx officially abandoning Warzone, mm-hmm. Tim Tatman Taylor officially abandoning Warzone, Lucci abandoning Warzone, uh, XQZ or QXZ. What the fuck is that guy's name? XQC. XQC has officially abandoned Warzone, and they're all going to Apex. While there are far less cheaters in Apex, uh, it is uh, it's just a it's a better game right now. And well, the same thing's going to happen. Apex people are going to start cheating on Apex. It's like they're, they're already cheating on Apex. It's just a little bit more difficult to do. Yeah, because they have easy anti cheat. Yeah, they do have an anti cheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Faith, you yeah, you've actually played uh, uh, both Warzone and Apex Legends, correct? I played Apex, not Warzone. I'm not touching Warzone. Sorry. <laughs> no thanks. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like honestly, nobody blames you. Uh, like not, in your assessment, <laughs> no. In, in your assessment, bit. from what you've seen, what what do you prefer? Like as far as the, the battle royales go. Um, I definitely prefer Apex. My girl Horizon's on there. She's badass. <laughs> and honestly, it's fun. Um, one thing I don't like about watching Warzone, I don't play Warzone, but it's like how dull the colors are. It's not even fun to watch. Apex is so vibrant. So I feel like it's fresh. Uh, maybe not as fresh, but season uh, season nine's been amazing. We got Seer. Uh, everybody's using Seer. The inclusivity in Apex, we don't really see in a lot of BRs. You know, no uh, Bloodhound, Bloodhound is gender non-conforming and Seer is this just like awesome, badass, like flamboyant man that we needed in video gaming. <laughs> I mean, he looks, he looks like little Nas X. He does. So who is, uh, <laughs> there, there's a there's a couple of people. One of them looks like a BTS member. Uh, oh, yeah. The guy with the robot. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the drone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You got a little Mexican yes. Speedy Gonzalez motherfucker. Uh, oh, yeah. Nitro, Nitro, you know. No, his name's, Ar- 
Octane. Octane. Octane, yeah. I gotta go fast to sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, yeah, and, and Bloodhound, like, the world was shocked when they found out that uh, Bloodhound was non-binary, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, uh, especially DJ. DJ was actively playing war- uh, Apex at the time, was just, like, dumbfounded that uh, <laughs> Bloodhound with that, with that voice, and it is a female voice actor uh, that does Bloodhound. Which mm-hmm. I found was hilarious because I found her on TikTok, uh, and all the all the process that they do to make her sound like that is amazing. But uh, let's let's keep going with this. It says here, um, it's easy to see why EA is continuing to shift more towards life focused games. Uh, it's ex- it's hoping to expand sports game offerings to a target audience of more than five hundred million players in the next five wow. years. EA Sports. It's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I mean, we do have Dragon Age coming up. We do have the Dead Space remake coming up. EA, like, I don't see them putting out a lot of AAA games, but I honestly don't see, I also honestly don't see the market caring. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, EA is kind of a shit company that we, 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 let me, the the whole, um, you know, gaming. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say everybody, but like, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. But the majority of people that I've seen are already like, okay, what well, we can play this, but where are the microtransactions? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all waiting for it. Yeah. Okay. We're where, where's it. where's the fucking premium? You know, where's the fucking loot boxes? Where are they? I mean, let's not, for, let's not forget that EA did land a Star Wars contract, and so yeah. far their Star Wars games have been just fucking on point. Okay, the last, the last two have. Okay, the last two have. But Battlefronts. Well, okay, uh, we'll get to Battlefront. Miss <laughs> Faith, what, have, have you played Squadrons or uh, the Fallen Order? Um, I think I played Squadrons. I honestly do think that Star Wars games are fun. I've always been playing Star Wars games. My favorite is Lego Star Wars. Uh, for the PS2, you already know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, like, I played through that so much, and I cried when it ended because I was like, "Why?" You know, it ended on a little cliffhanger. <laughs> but yeah, Star <laughs> Wars games a... are fun. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, and, and plus, like I said, EA, EA landed these games, and they sold, they sold hotcakes with uh, Fallen Order because everybody mm-hmm. was just fucking dying for a new Jedi game, and we got one. Yeah. And we got Respawn making it of all fucking people. And Respawn was, yeah, you know, you guys like open world with recurring world themes. Here you go. And then Squadrons also, uh, that developer was just like, um, you know, we're, we're not going to be microtransaction. Everything's going to be free. Mm-hmm. Like, and EA was like, well, we can do, we can do some microtransaction. And they were like, no, fuck you. We'll take the loss and not put it out. We're not, we're not doing it. And I and I admire it, and I admire both EA and them for, um, for sticking to it and just allowing the game to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. Yeah, because there's gonna there's not gonna be DLC. There's not gonna be extra anything. Is like what you get is what you get with Squadrons. Yeah, and it was really fun. I can't play it on a mouse and keyboard though. I've heard it's really bad on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, it's really bad, which is why I got my I got my controller. <laughs> nice. Same thing with Maneater. Maneater on mouse and keyboard. I can't do it, man. I played that on mouse and keyboard. It wasn't that bad. Fucking PC, they just piece of shit. You're on. You're on that side now too, bud. 
I just own a PC. What about Lego Star better. Wars on mouse and keyboard? Just kidding. I don't know. I only played that on PlayStation too. <laughs> hey I man, see, you can, can see that as being fun. Well, yeah, you can get a you can get a ROM for it. There's a there's no there's no there's nothing that says you can't. But uh, I don't know what I don't know what's up with DJ and these Konami's e football. I don't get this. He's so obsessed with this. <laughs> we can skip that. <laughs> Who the uh, fuck cares about Konami, bro? <laughs> Who the fuck cares about Konami? Like, Konami is a joke. Next even major even e to themselves. Football. What is e football? I mean, e football. Is it soccer? Or Sounds like it. Football. We have nothing. We have no. Look, look it up on look it up on YouTube real quick. It oh, is it soccer. is soccer. Oh, it is soccer. Okay. Why though? We already have FIFA. No thanks. That's why. Literally, you just answered your own question. It's because they're going in on the FIFA game. Because FIFA right now sells more fucking copies than any other sports game, including Madden, yearly. Yep. These I have guys a feeling are going this after game is going to tank, though. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. It's, I mean, it's free to play. It's free to play, and that's that's big. Uh, he, even if a game sucks, people will go to it because it's free to play. True. Uh, What's this? That's a really fucking old school website, man. You, God you damn. See, I you seeing like this? Step back, step back into 2004 for a second, bro. <laughs> Look at this. This, this is the kind of shit I wrote on. Look at this. <laughs> Look at Dude, that. God damn. Dude. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's a little vintage, yeah. <laughs> Her bones are still good. Uh, <laughs> fuck work. me, I forgot what I was doing. It works. This, this, I mean, we could read it, right? We got it. We got it. So apparently, Ubisoft and Bungie, uh, who we have talked about, absolutely fucking hate cheaters. They absolutely hate cheaters, mainly because it makes them look bad. Uh, Ubisoft and Bungie have filed a lawsuit against cheat software developer Ring One, Ooh. and I believe I believe this is actually the first time. I don't think anybody else has gone after them for what though? Cheating. Like, okay, but what? Is, okay, so the cheat does cheat software developer Ring One cheats? Yeah. They do. They they make uh, modifications for games. So let's let's just go ahead and read it. Right, well, you know what, mustard, go ahead, bro. Yeah. They, then we have, we've had somebody else go do this before, haven't we? Nah, it was Nintendo uh, suing that one company for those for those uh, cards. Huh. I, I just remember somebody finally. Okay, Bungie and Ubisoft have filed a lawsuit against cheat software developer Ring One. The suit specifically targets four individuals alleged to be the integral to the running of Ring One, including uh, I'm not going to say the names. As reported, as reported by Torrent Freak, uh, Ring One creates and distributes cheat software and hacks that can be used in titles like Destiny Two and Rainbow Six Siege. The group utilizes a subscription model that allows players to users uh, to pay thirty dollars a week or sixty dollars a week. What currency pounds. is that? That's yeah, euros. Pounds. Thirty okay. euros a week or sixty euros a month. Okay, a month to wow. X. Wow, that's a lot, dude. That's Holy a lot. Shit. That's a lot. How do these twelve-year-olds get that kind of money? Jeez, I don't know, dude. My life, dude. Okay, I want to access Destiny 2 cheats, for example. That software, according to Bungie and Ubisoft, enables members of the public to gain unfair competitive advantage in their titles, impairing the experience for other players, while also harming their reputation and overall business. They're not Agre wrong. Agreed. 
they're not wrong, dude. Look Green. what's happening in the fucking uh, war zone. Literally, we just talked about this war yeah, zone. Yeah, but is they don't. They're not, they're not doing shit though. Like literally, oh, dude, they, don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah, we had our run, boys. You know, literally. Yeah, we All made right. a couple of billion dollars. All right. The two companies have filed a lawsuit to put an immediate stop to the unlawful for-profit sale and distribution of those cheats, 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 which are ad which are advertised on the Ring One website shown below as being undetectable and highly configurable. Undetectable. Undetectable, my yeah. dick. Yeah, sure. Notably, one Ring One also explicitly uses the word "cheat" to describe its software. Ooh, right, that's, so. that's a mistake, legally. Dun, bum, yeah. Oh wait, we have sound effects. Hold on. Oh god. Oh, hold on. I, <laughs> I guess. I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't about to search for the other one. Uh, no help. I mean, it's just but it repeats itself, really. Yeah, all right. Hold on a sec. Moving forward, believe then the basis alleged that cheating software has been downloaded and used by players thousands of times, including by players residing in the United States and in California. Ooh, all right, that's, that's not good. No. Plaintiffs are also informed and believe that defendants have made tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars from the distribution of, and sale of cheating software. They have. Yep. Probably more, actually. Way more. Uh, Ubisoft and Budget are requesting the Ring One rep website be shut. Ring One website. That's difficult. Uh, be shut down. Go ahead and say it five times fast, Mustard. Ring One website. Ring One website. Like, I got it. No, you didn't. <laughs> you fucked up on the second one. Ring one website. Ring one website. I said fast, bitch. You're not going <laughs> ring one website. Okay, all copies. Go keep reading, asshole. <laughs> Hold on, Miss Faith has to try. She's part of the call. Miss Faith, ring one, ring one website. Fuck. Ring one website, ring one website, ring one website. Okay. No? I should do better than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ubisoft and Bungie are requesting to be shut down. I want those involved to turn over all copies of materials that infringe or violate any of their rights along with accounting documents. Uh, that, that's a step too far. You can't go that far. You can, you can request anything regarding your game. Their finances, though, you have to appeal to a court. Uh, they're also seeking actual damages for maximum statutory damages uh, of 150000 per copyright work infringed. Shit. Ooh. And I've also demanded compensatory damages for trademark infringement. And that's the big one. God so like, damn. They're going, they're going after these fuckers hard. Look at this so shit. This is Destiny 2 features. Mustard? Miscellaneous, unlimited ammo, and instant respawn. Yes, they really, they are really undetected with us. Highly configurable player ESP with player death checks and team checks. Okay, aimbot. Highly configurable so hardware emulated bone aimbot, 100% undetectable. Sure. <laughs> you can set humanized smoothing or just straight up rage with it. Okay. Set up oh. multiple aim key configurations so you can handle every situation. Ooh. It's just Amos's bro. Sorry. An HWID spoofer. <laughs> As with every cheat of ours, all your hardware components, disk network, are fully spoofed a real money saver. Hmm. 
hardware ID spoofer. That's what that is. So yeah. You, so you can't get a Mac ban. Hmm. That is. That is fucked. That Highly is undetectable, so bro. It's it's a hundred percent undetectable. No one will ever know. You'll just have sixty kills every game. Or mm-hmm. high. No, you're just yeah, better. You're... you're just better at the game. Yep. You got a you got a secret labs. You get a yeah, you get a better game chair. I mean, so I mean there there is there's people like Tim the Tatman that dedicate their entire fucking YouTube channel to just getting these fuckers caught. And pretty much. You, like like the like I would I would understand this if it was less publicly known. You like you you understand what I mean? Like you get what I mean? Like if we all didn't fucking know that Warzone and Destiny and and even Rainbow Six is just chock full of fucking cheaters, if we didn't know, this wouldn't be so much of an issue. But we have these big time streamers that are just dedicated to exposing these fucks. Well, if okay, I mean, I think what you're trying to say is like if it wasn't so, um, if it wasn't so talked about with popular people. The companies wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, essentially, that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, because we would know as players, we'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, if it wasn't the big problem they're being talked about, like they wouldn't do anything about it. Man, yeah, Miss Faith, what do you think? Um, I think that cheating software is very popular, and I just think that. Um, some games are trying to get rid of it, you know, are trying to not get rid of it, but um, install cheating software into their games, like Apex, right? Apex, Apex, Apex does. Yeah, yeah. Apex uh-huh. does. yeah, like Apex. Also, I heard it with Splitgate, too. I think they have like one guy literally handling all the requests, all the reports. They don't have cheating software yet, but and we might Steve. see it once the game actually launches, you know. Yeah, uh, and like I like I was talking to Mustard about it earlier. Uh, Splitgate does uh, had made a statement in an interview saying that they are coming after people's Steam accounts and they catch you cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. I mean, that's that's something more. They're 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 doing more than most billion dollar studios, and there's literally four dudes in a closet. For sure, you know? and and uh, if you get banned on Steam, that shits on your Steam profile for life. Like, there's no yeah. getting rid of that. You like everybody that will add you or whatever will see that you've been banned for however many days for being a dumbass, basically. And good, good. I'm for it. I I, I like that. I like the developer a lot. Uh, so I'm not minding anything they really do. And a lot of people are having complaints about them and they're, they're, they're leveling just little petty bullshit because they're expecting these guys to operate like a $5 billion company. And say, like, like Mustard and I were discussing it's four dudes, you know, and everybody's like, Oh, just buy more servers, download more Ram. Why don't you guys just, and like Mustard was kind of on that boat until I explained to him like, yeah, on the surface level, that's a, that's an easy. That's an easy fix. Just throw a, money at it, dude. Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but I told them on a technical level, on a technical level, on, on the level that I that I have an education in, and I worked in, it's a lot. It, it is a ridiculous amount of work, and it's not just like, oh, I'm just gonna go down to fucking PC City and buy another server. No, it's so much fucking more work. 
And uh, the idea that they're doing it is really impressive. So, and I'm, and I'm continuing to support them. I'm all in on them. On Splitgate? Yeah. On Splitgate, yeah. Back for Blood, however. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, I have I an idea. I can share my screen on the stream, too. So if you want to scroll down the subreddit after this, we can do that. We'll take a look at it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Back for Blood, according to this, is sorely missing Valve's magic. I have to disagree. What do you guys think? We actually played a round of Left 4 Dead 2 last night. Like Okay, uh, but is it missing Valve's magic? Back for Blood. No. That's not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think so. Faith, what do you think? Um, I want to like actually see what's in the article before like I say something, you know, okay. just to see what they're saying. Fair enough. So, Back for Blood isn't shy about being basically Left 4 Dead 3. That's Correct. not true. That's not true. Uh, uh, the developers are all right now are saying it's not the same game. It's not the same game. It's not the same game. Like, like they literally like what sucks, right? Is that's what people are saying is that the the developers sold it, like they marketed it as being the spiritual successor. But now that everybody hates the thing, they're like, never mind. It's its own thing. Like it's kind <laughs> of it, yeah, literally. Let, I'm serious. I'm being serious. That's, like, that's what's happening. Like, yeah. I mean, well, uh, so I mean, I've, I've been staying up on this, man. I've been playing this game for fucking ever, like for past three days. To be to be completely transparent about it, they did uh, enjoy the marketing, saying it was Left 4 Dead Three. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did. They leaned into it, yeah. and then once everybody came, once the beta came out, everybody said this is shit. They they along with everybody else, like a smart business would, backed off the idea. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 truth is is that yes, it is basically Left 4 Dead 3. We all know it. We even know the same voice actors, same developers, same yeah. mapping software. We there there is no discrepancy that this is essentially Left 4 Dead 3. And like right. I like I like I talked about with Splitgate, I said the reason I'm enjoying Splitgate is because this is what Halo should have evolved to. This is what Halo should have become. And Back for Blood, from what I could see, is what Left 4 Dead should have become. A different iteration, a more advanced iteration. And so that, that was my whole take on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Ms. Faith, you were okay. going to say something? Yes, I was going to be like, wait, 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 hold on. One of Skyrim's most popular modders is pulling <laughs> oh its God. work from Nexus mods. Wait, this is important. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> pulling a mustard <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah, I always do that shit. Wait, what wait, wait. What does that what say about a foot long <laughs> sandwich? Fuck you. Anyways. Hey, man, come on. Like, you don't want to learn about the new fucking uh, prime rib sub, bro? Like, come on, bro. I do. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Back from Blood may be a spiritual successor to Val Zombie Slayer, but since its reveal, uh, I've had the nagging sense that the game just can't compete with Left 4 Dead. It's an absolute comfort in its own style. Uh, from the moment Bill, Zoe, Francis, and Louis, uh, Louis step into the game's pulp horror intro, you know exactly who you were dealing with. Part of this comes down to the trailers themselves. Sure, Valve has always been fantastic at telling you everything about a game without ever, without really ever telling you, though. Back for Blood having one of the survivors, sorry, cleaners, simply run through the game's characters, zombies, and tools just isn't as captivating. Well, not true. We saw the fucking trailer. Several, we saw all the trailers, and we were all in on it. Like, that's I just was. not true. I mean, yeah. I still am. Yeah. Uh, but there's something more fundamental going on here. In 
and and it's in how much absolute care Valve took down, uh, took in nailing down Left 4 Dead's visual identity. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. I'm not sure. Nailing hey, down hey, its hey, visual, the witch. huh? <laughs> the witches, uh, all sorts of Kim Kardashian down there. Um, let's uh, like let me just keep reading here. Hmm. So they're talking about colored palettes, character silhouettes, so on and so on, and just we're gonna skip the the witch's booty just hanging out. Um, so. They're essentially saying that it's just prettier to look at. Readability is a very important thing. We want to put detailing upwards of the chest area of characters so we, you could easily see the weaponry. The patches, the vest, the bandoliers, neckties, caps, pants, they all contribute to this readability factor. We then also gradated the character from the dark bottoms to the contrasting upper torso. Graduated? I don't know. No, graded. Okay, so the coloring. The oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, the witch just hanging out out there, dude. I can't keep well, putting dude, that on stream. She one shots <laughs> your ass, bro. She's scary as hell. Like honestly. Well, she's got it all hanging out, dude. I'm just trying to make sure we're still streaming. <laughs> and then go down. Um. So so this is what the gradation is. The gradating is like from dark up down here to a lighted face. And this is actually okay. really this is actually a cool technique, of course. It it does it's very visually pleasing to the eye. However, I don't see I don't see that as so fucking such an important thing. What about you guys? Not me. Nah. Not really. Don't care. <laughs> they they're talking about the uh the voice acting. So let's take actually look here. In contrast, Back for Blood survivors don't really say anything. They're all just guys and gals in knackered hoodies and baseball caps settled down with holsters and survival gear. Maybe they'll have a quirk that are glasses, the old lady, but by and large, they read pretty much the same. Wow. Mm. This is no. very shady. I don't really like this article. <laughs> are usually PC gamers on top, but like this is just shitting on this fucking game. That's what I'm telling you. Everybody's been doing it, dude. Their foes suffer the same fate. Gnarly over-designed monsters that lack the immediate recognizability of a smoker or a boomer. That I'll agree with. That I'll agree with. The special infected, sort of. you, can't, you can't really tell them apart. Like, you really can't. Like, like the, the bruisers both have big-ass arms, and the exploder and the wretcher are both big fucking dudes. Like, they, they, they're, they're not really distinguishable, you know what I mean? Yeah, I will agree with that. Faith, what do you think? I don't think so. I can tell which uh, zombie is which or monster or whatever. Um, compared to Left 4 Dead 2, I think that... I think I had a hard time distinguishing those ones, honestly. The special ones? Yes. Uh-huh. So... Okay. I mean, let, let's, look at, let's, let's look at something like, like this image right here on the screen. So Left 4 Dead was very aware of what it was. It was very tongue-in-cheek. It was it very was, aware yeah. that uh, it's a stupid zombie game. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, Left uh, Back for Blood is doing the exact same thing. The, the only difference is that in 2008, it was, oh, cool and quirky. You know, oh, it's so funny. They're self-aware. In 2021, we're like, 
come on, bro. Like you, you could have done something with that premise. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe that may, maybe it's because we are we maybe because we were waiting 13 years for this fucking thing that we are jaded about it. Maybe, but yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe I I don't I don't see. I don't see the fucking uh, correlation between the two. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like you can't really compare the two. That's what I mean. Yeah, there's no correlation. Yeah, you can't really, yeah. And I think people people sitting here and bringing up still images and comparing character design and, and to, to two completely different games is kind of useless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and so, wait. Okay, so you can of course you know mash up whatever you want to about Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood being this and that. However, we we know for a fact that the the less I guess outward personality a character has, the more we can write ourselves into it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You don't want a character talking the whole fucking time, or like, you know not letting you imagine anything like yeah i feel you like, that's this what happened face? that's what happened in uh in uh amnesia rebirth that character dude she talked the whole goddamn time it happened in gta to herself dude like it was so stupid like i don't know yeah i agree um in amnesia rebirth there's something inorganic about talking to yourself that much i talk to myself sometimes when i'm at the grocery store i'm just like do i want this or do i want that like that's normal but like when you're just constantly doing it just it's very disingenuous to like the setting me personally i really like back for blood beta i do i really like it i think it's fun i like the the quirky dialogue um it's funny you know yeah and i just i understand why people are shitting on it though i do get it they have valid Mm. critiques on it yeah i I think people are jaded i used to feel like that with kingdom hearts like i waited over a decade for kingdom hearts 3 and i was uh yeah yeah (laughs) i i literally cried when i saw the e3 trailer in 2013 and when it came out i was just like oh man (laughs) you know (laughs) Well, and and that's something we've talked about on this show before. How long does it take for something to just you don't either either you don't give a fuck about it anymore, mm-hmm. or when it comes out, you've waited so long you literally just fucking resent it. You know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think that's what's happening with Back for Blood. We've waited so long for it that unless you've kept that fire burning, you you just resent it now. I th- I don't know. I don't think so because we had games like World of World War Z. Which is basically a Left 4 Dead, like like a like a copy. It literally was. It literally was. Like you had the quirky dialogue, you had the fucking zombies, you had to get from point A to point B. Like it's the same fucking thing, you know. But nobody nobody compared that game to Left 4 Dead, even though it's not no. literally the same fucking premise, like same thing, same system, same gameplay, same everything. But nobody fucking compared that. And like, how? <laughs> what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like. What what makes Back for Blood so like special that people want to make it Left for Dead Three? It's not Left for Dead Three. I, I think because it is such a spiritual successor, because it is so tight within those confines. You can look like like World War Z. Even you and I just dismissed it after a while. We were I mean, like, it was, oh. it was fun. I beat I beat all the campaigns. I mean, whatever. Yeah, we we both did. 
but it was just like it, it got so tired so easily and so quickly you gotta admit it was pretty cool though seeing all the zombies and and, and the amount of like the amount of zombies was insane you gotta admit dude i mean like i guess when you read the fucking book like when you know the fucking book and i hate being that guy you are that guy i am that i have to be that guy you know yeah. when you know the fucking book and you look at that and you just go i wasn't in the book it has nothing to do with the book it has nothing to do with the story it's a video game it's a fucking video yeah, game yeah that's but... one thing i learned as a reader don't compare honestly they're gonna change it up that's inevitable game. most of the time it is a video game. I get it. It's not I a fucking book, man. I get it. I get it. Look, I understand. I understand. However, when it's named World War Z and it's based off the fucking movie, like there are so many things you could have done with the World War Z book. Not really. You, it's kind of like yes, it. yes. Fuck you, dude. Let me finish. Imagine a Telltale Games mm-hmm. set to the different scenarios in the World War Z book. All mm. the fucking choices that the people had to make. That'd be boring. I think. It'd be like The Walking Dead, literally. And they already did that. <laughs> so, like, like the dad literally having to kill one of his neighbors to feed his family. Oh, that's like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Dude! There's, there was moral and, and, and all sorts of crazy shit that happened in that fucking book that is never even touched upon in shit like The Walking Dead. Uh, like, like like the little girl who was struck mute that the only thing she could do was make the zombie noises because mm. she was so fucking traumatized from watching her mom literally being ripped apart in front of her. Like there are so many things you could have done in a video game setting with World War Z and especially just regarding the book. But instead they were like, yeah, hordes. Nobody's seen that before. <laughs> no, they tried at that. I believe get they, the fuck out, Gears of War. Stop. No, they tried to make it Left for Dead. I think, I like think they, 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 they tried to. They tried. It's clear because there's there's safe areas. <laughs> there's objectives. There's like random loot on the floor. There's other weapons. Like they tried yeah. to make it Left for Dead. They did. Ooh, a piece of candy. But anyway. I I do have something to say real quick about that. It's, no, go um, ahead. Yeah. I think I think you're right, Deadman. I think that when something's been put off for so long, like a video game, like I said, I compared it to Kingdom Hearts and everything. Yeah. I think that um, from what I saw on Twitter, actually, I saw that people were saying that it didn't age well. You know, like back for blood beta that people were waiting so long to scratch that zombie itch that they got it from like cod zombies instead you know and i think the reason why people compared cod zombies to back for blood beta is because cod zombies did it quote unquote right you know that's just opinion obviously but i think that cod zombies is it it really is compelling with like the storyline to a lot of people there's a lot of lore to it i've looked into the lore (laughs) i've looked into the lore it's actually pretty interesting i'm like you know i i love lore i I see microwave lore you know have you seen those memes with like how to like you know how microwave functions and it's just like microwave (laughs) lore (laughs) like yes love that (laughs) but uh what's it called um i think that people think back for blood didn't age well and i think that they were expecting a lot out of it because left for dead 2 is it's fun um, it's funny, it's great, but I think that I don't know if people want a more serious zombie game or what the hell because I had fun with it and I've I'm not really a bi- a big zombie fan. I love vampires. Like I'm a vampire like type of person, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, not, that's all I want to say. Not, I'm not touching that. I'm not. 
<laughs> Why? Say yeah. it. Spit it out. <laughs> I ain't seen shit. It's time to move on to the next fucking story. That's <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> made a new transition. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, that was cool. It was. It was. Yeah. Thank you. Look, I thought it was cool. I worked a lot on it. So Seth MacFarlane is kind of done with Fox's bullshit. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, is he finally going to take on Comedy Central up on their shit? Dude, he's been done with Family Guy for fucking a decade now. Yeah. Well, not not Family Guy. Fox. No, I know. But like, both, but really? Fa- yeah, really. Fucking both. Yeah. Fa- he literally said, I, I, I swear to God, I think I was like. Third, like 15, 16. I remember reading like, like fam, like Seth MacFarlane's just fucking bored now with Family yeah. Guy. Like he, was, he literally ran out of ideas. As he hasn't ran out of ideas. He's just he ran out of ideas that he can air. You know what I mean? Like let's face it, dude. Like some of the really early Family Guy of the first like six seasons, really raunchy shit. Like yeah. really, really raunchy shit. And after this, after it got that following, and like American Dad took off. And it started to get a bit more of a microscope on it, kind of like South Park did. Mm-hmm. Like, just like South, but South Park doesn't give a fuck. No, South Park care. makes way too much money mm-hmm. to ever give a fuck about the censors. Mm-hmm. But Seth MacFarlane being on Fox had to. He had to adjust to that microscope being on him. And so it's not that he ran out of ideas, it's just that he ran out of things he could air. And so, I, and, uh, Comedy Central's been asking to buy Family Guy for years. And um I, I I understand his hesitation to go to Comedy Central because we've seen shows go to Comedy Central. Oh, dude, they they fuck over people so much yeah. to yeah. get saved. Yeah. And they get fucked. I mean fucking uh um Key and Peel was a really huge one. Mm-hmm. Reno 911. Reno 911 yes, was supposed to be a Super show. Troopers fucking show. Yeah, but because uh, Comedy Central didn't want to shoot it in Canada, they wanted mm-hmm. to shoot it in Nevada. All yeah. they did was literally take the fucking concept that Broken Lizard had and moved it to Nevada. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was supposed to be a Broken Lizard production. We were supposed to see Ramathorn, fucking Farva, Rabbit, <laughs> all, Mac. All of them were supposed to be in this fucking TV I show. I love those movies, dude. <laughs> I love I love the movies. I, they're just some of my favorites. When they're fucking yelling at each other in fake French, and the second one killed me. <laughs> I was dying laughing, dude. Like it was fucking beautiful. Well, yeah, that sucks. I mean, it happens. It happened with Key and Peele. It happened with. Yeah. Uh, uh, the whitest kids you know. I'm pretty sure it happened with them too. Didn't yeah, they go to Comedy they did, Central? Yeah, they went yeah. to Comedy Central. Uh, workaholics didn't workaholics. go to Comedy. Workaholics didn't go to Comedy Central at first, but then they sold out, and then they yeah, and then now they don't have the show anymore. It's, then it's, they're making one movie to cap off the entire thing. Yeah, and no, and there's been there's 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 been a lot of series that went there to get saved, and they just didn't do it. Like like so, do I understand like Seth MacFarlane going? I, fucking hate fox but i'm not about to risk my entire career going to comedy central yeah i get it he's made you know what money. I mean? he's fine <laughs> well, and, and it's it's not even that it's that you know if, if your show gets canceled it is so much more difficult for you to make another one like we've seen what happened with joss whedon you know what i mean with buffy with angel with firefly mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he gets yeah he gets one season a show dude dollhouse had two seasons Dollhouse was 
epic. Yeah, but Joss Whedon's also an asshole. Joss Whedon is, is, you know, unequivocally a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But like and we have to work with, but like we have said, he's not actively hurting anybody. He's just a dickhead. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we can enjoy his work. Firefly is fucking incredible. I got, I got the brown, I got Mal's Mal's whiskey brand over there. Uh, you know, and I love Firefly. I got, I got Gene and I got Mal up here in my pops. I love Firefly, but he got one season. Like he got fucked over. Dollhouse got two seasons. He got fucked over. And every time he gets canceled, it gets more and more difficult for him to do a show. And it's the same thing with other people. So Seth MacFarlane going to Comedy Central, getting his shit canceled. You know what I mean? Like executives pick it up and it's like no matter how good the show was, they look at it, why'd you get canceled? We're one of those people that just reads the title of an article and just fucking like rats about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Miss Faith, what do you what do you have to say about the whole thing before we get into this? Well, I feel bad for Seth MacFarlane. I think he's really funny. I really like him. I loved Family Guy uh, growing up. I shouldn't have been watching it, but I was still watching it. I didn't really give a shit. I mean, yeah. I was watching wrestling and MXE and all these like things when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't really give a shit, but um, Ooh, yeah, I just go. feel bad for him. I want to see what else he can. He can do if he like cuts ties with Fox. I want to see how he grows after. A million ways to die in the West. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. You piece of shit. Sorry. (laughs) I fucking hate you. I know. I am so disappointed in you right now. (laughs) Why? I am so disappointed in you. Why? That is such an epic fucking movie. I've heard. I've heard. Fuck I, you. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Fuck I didn't go see it in theaters. I am replacing you. I am replacing you with a talking fucking Furby. Shit. Dickhead. That, that's creepy. I know. But it, it looks the same as you. Look at your fucking hair today. Mm-hmm. So... Apparently, McFarlane had some choice words for Fox over the weekend blasting the network that has carried Family Guy for more than 20 years, saying that the marriage isn't working anymore. Jesus Christ. So, Mustard? Oh, he says, Tucker Carlson's latest opinion piece once again makes me wish Family Guy was on any other network. Look, Fox, we both know this marriage isn't working anymore. The sex is only once a year. I don't get along with your mother. And, well, I've been having an affair with NBC. <laughs> I know it's a joke. Yeah, it's I, know, a joke. I, I know it's tug-in-cheek. But he's not lying. Tucker Carlson has been a lightning rod on Fox News, and this has this isn't the first time McFarlane has taken aim at him. In 2018, he tweeted that he was embarrassed to work for Fox after Tarko, Tucker Carlson told his viewers to ignore other news sources. I'm not. We're not talking about that idiot. We're just moving on. Um, and okay, so here's here's another McFarlane vehicle that should have way more attention is uh, the Orville. It is so goddamn good. I am so ashamed of you right now. What? What? The Orville is Seth MacFarlane's version of Star Trek. Okay. And it is incredible. It is is everything Star Trek should have been. Like this new Star Trek that came out, I don't know what it's called. Uh, 
start i don't know what the fuck it's called it's horrible it's terrible it abandons everything the prime directive doesn't mean shit but seth mcfarlane may was was one of the original pitches to write the series and uh nbc which uh which makes uh, the new star trek series said eh, we don't like it so he took that concept and went to uh i think it was fx or somebody else and said hey look i got a star trek type series what do you think and they said yes they greenlit it they got the pilot done and, we, and it's fucking fantastic there's so much t- tongue-in-cheek humor in it and it's really is it really is what star trek has been doing and has been done for 50 years it, it is honestly one of the most incredible series out there and everybody's just waiting for season three so okay. Uh, I believe that they sh- it should have much more because it had to go to Hulu to get saved because of Fox. Hmm. Uh, McFarlane created Family Guy in 1999. Yes, okay. Uh, let's see here. He's hinting a move, or maybe he's simply using platform to voice his dislike of Carlson and the Home Network. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about it either. No, me neither. <clears throat> Miss Faith? Um, same. I pretty much stand with you guys on that. I hope he moves. Yeah, me too. It would be interesting. I wonder, like like Miss Faith said, I wonder what kind of uh, material we'd get without the handcuffs of Fox on him. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, he doesn't like he doesn't like a lot of people on Fox's news sources. Uh, we're not mentioning names. We're not going into politics or anything like that. But he does not like a lot of the people that they host. So. Moving on from that, though. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong pitched a dark Indiana Jones movie <laughs> to Spielberg. Uh, ultimately, they didn't do the project. No shit. Well, no, because Spielberg doesn't work with anybody else. <laughs> no. He just does. Spielberg's a lone wolf, man. <laughs> Spielberg walks in the room and says, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, and you get the fuck out. Or the executives. Did I stutter? <laughs> no. Mr. Spielberg, we'll, we'll, we'll go. I, I, <laughs> now, you know what? Do what Spielberg does. He just carries around a cart full of his Academy Awards. And if anybody questions him, he just... Get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want to argue with these guys? <laughs> you, got, you got one of these? You got one of these? I didn't think so. Get out. I got a closet, bitch. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I have more of these motherfuckers than I do bottles of water. Get out. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> Steven Spielberg is walking into an exec's office, just kicking everybody out. So he, can, he can have a meeting with himself. What do you think about that, Steven? I think it's great. Let's get it started. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! So M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. I'll be right back. Give me one second. Uh, says that he once met with Steven Spielberg to discuss an idea for Indiana Jones Four. I am very happy that uh, it did not go through. In an interview with yeah, interview with Collider, uh, M Bobshabobshabob says that he shared his vision for Indiana Jones many years ago. Apparently, had a darker idea for the four cent franchise entry, which sounds like it would have been quite different from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. I love indie, and I even love that movie, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. Did you ever see that movie, Miss Faith? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Your opinion? Um, I 
I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but I thought it was really fun to watch. Todd Howard has a different opinion on that. Me and me and Todd <laughs> Howard can fucking fight. I don't. Even... <laughs> yeah. I'll box that motherfucker. He's like what five foot six, right? Oh God, she's talking about Todd Howard again. <laughs> I, Howard. I can't stop talking about him. He's short. He's a tiny dude. Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's he's my height. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I beat that dude up so badly. No, man. No, you wouldn't. I would. You couldn't I mean, afford you, the you, legal you, fees. Shut up. You, this is for Fallout 76, <laughs> you motherfucker. He didn't have a part in that. I know. I'm still going to pick him up and shake him like an unwanted baby. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't even beat him up. I just pick him up and just fuck you. He'll look like Woody in that one Toy Story movie with the kids just flailing him around. Are you talking about violently shaking Todd Howard? Yeah. Yes. I would do that too. I'd be like, where's Elder Scrolls 6? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can shake him second. I got much more grievances with him. <laughs> I'm older. My grievances are older. from Indiana Jones. I think it's, yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. He remember some? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Chilling in the office, just there. Uh-huh. I just he used it that. for Fallout. Yeah. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Obviously, Raiders is my favorite movie of all time, so this was a dream to be asked as a kid to go see a movie in a movie theater and then later be asked to that person to write one of those in the future. I could faint at that moment. It was amazing. Yeah, but he said no. <laughs> Sheba Dipdop said, speaking about the perspective of working with Spielberg. Is that racist? A little bit. Uh, I do have my notebooks, and I still have those uh, with all my ideas for that movie. I did have a take. I talked to everybody involved, and it was so nascent at the time, uh, that movie. Everyone hadn't gotten into, room yet, into a room yet. They were bouncing ideas off me, so everyone had different ideas of what to do. And I had this idea. It was a darker idea. Okay, so what the fuck was that? Are we expanding on this? God damn it. God damn it. Get another call. Give me one second. Uh Sham Wow didn't didn't end up working with Spielberg on Indiana Jones 4. Instead, prolific uh, David Kep, Pen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, contributions from Lucas and Jeff Nathan. Nathan. Nathanson. It's okay. Take your time. I know. <laughs> uh, it was met with uh, a lot of negative response from fans, but they're not really fans. They're like, I hate. When you introduce a, an old franchise into a new generation, you're always going to have negative effects. True. Like right, right now, yeah, like right now, if you were to take Jaws and show it to you know the Zoomers or you know Gen Z folk, they'd be like, "This is stupid." They just make fun of it, yeah. Yeah, they'd make fun of it. This is the stupidest shark movie. I'm like, yeah, because you grew up with Deep Blue Sea, you little cocksucker. But I will say that a dark kind of Indiana Jones, like I would have loved to see that. Because I feel like Indiana Jones really, it, it really does have like this very like, how do I say it? It gives off these like happy, like cool, like adventure vibes. If it was like a little eerie. <laughs> <laughs> so Indiana Jones, the entire concept was based off of Joe Montana. Uh, and Joe Montana were tiny little comic books that they used to sell at state <laughs> parks. And uh, for Joe Montana... That's that was the basis of literally Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and these little adventure packets are with Steven Spielberg and, and George Lucas. They had, you even see similarities with like uh, uh, Han Solo and stuff like that in Star Wars franchises, these Joe Montana books that came out. Uh, so, and, and that's where all of this is based from. It, it has this old school caricature to it and this kind of cartoony vibe to it because that's where it was based off of. Yeah. Um, so, like for somebody who's a big, stupid historian like me, that's really cool. You know what I mean? It is I, cool. Yeah. I remember uh, one of one of the first years we lived here in Indiana. Uh, I took my girlfriend to go. I think it was antiquing. We went antiquing down down uh, downtown. Well, no, because we I was I was looking for something very specific. I was looking for a very specific. I go antiquing mustard. Get out of here. You're man. a boomer Fun. too. Yeah, true. <laughs> so um, I was looking for something very specific. I, I just I wanted one thing. And I could only find it in these vintage shops. Um, so we were walking by this big display case and this little railroad station thing. And they had all the little comic books of Joe Montana. All the, all the, and, and they're only about this big. They're about the size of a baseball card. And they're about eight, nine, ten pages. And so I was walking by them and they only had, they had them for like $10 each. And I was looking at my girlfriend. I was like, you're going to have to stop me. Because I'm about to bankrupt us. <laughs> and she was like, what are those? And I'm like, it's the Joe Montana comic books. The little packets that Indiana Jones is based off of. And she was like, no shit. I'm like, yes. Now take my fucking wallet from me because I'm about to buy all of them. And there was like 30 of them. And they had them for each for like eight, nine bucks each. And I was just like, I just want like, you know, all of them. Like 13 of them. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Like you know me, you know me, Mustard. Like when I find something really fucking cool, don't I buy it? Yes, you have to buy it. I have to buy it. I have to. Like it's it, it drives me insane if I don't. And luckily, like, except I forgot. The, except the alien shoes, the alien Reeboks. I keep trying to find them, but they're not in my size. Not That's in what size. stops me. Yeah, they're not in your Fuck. size. <laughs> they don't <laughs> in my size, but I want them. I want them really bad. <laughs> Um, anyway, so the next installment is expected to end the series. Uh, 12 years after the events of Kingdom Skull, of Crystal Skull, a recent photo of the set, yada yada. Um, at the 1969 Apollo 11 ticker tape parade, I haven't seen that photo. Have you, Mustard? Yeah. I have not. But I know Harrison Ford got hurt during filming, so. Yeah. So that's fucking cool, and like, like I said, I I love I love indie, and I even liked Crystal Skull. M- Mustard, you didn't like it, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah, dude, I like Indiana Jones. So you're 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 kind of like me. You're like that old school fan where it's just like, is it is no, it no, Star no, Wars? Don't get me wrong, I haven't seen the movies in like decades, but I mean, well, I, I mean, like. like so like like with Star Wars, right? Everybody's like, oh, oh, fuck this and fuck that, fuck the prequels, fuck the sequels, unless. And you and I are just like, is it Star Wars? Yeah. Then I like it. That's true. That's how I am. Too. Well, except Rogue One. Sorry. That was a good movie. No, it wasn't. It was. Mm-hmm. You're a prick. So are you. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Faith, have you you've seen Rogue One? You had to have. You're not gonna like what I say about that. I'll, oh, I'll just God. keep it there. <laughs> no, go go ahead. It's okay. I'm not I'm not gonna yell at you. Well, I'm I bought my ticket, unfortunately. 
Um, I paid for my ticket and for somebody else's ticket. And yeah, I hated it. And I was like, uh, you're going to pay me back for that. I'm just kidding. No, I wasn't like that. But I was just like, mm. you know, that's pretty much it. I just didn't like it. Sorry to break your Star Wars heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is literally what I just talked about. Bringing an old concept into a new generation and all they do is hate it. Oh, shut the fuck up. Okay, oh, that. No, up. no, no, no. Fucking no. millennials. Shut the, You're a millennial, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's one of those min- millennials that has an old soul or whatever. Yeah, that's why we call him Barton. <laughs> Fuck that! I don't have I don't have an old soul. I drink more than most of these fucking millennials are even possible. Okay. That's not something I should be proud of. No, anyways. not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, not a bit. You should no. not be proud of that. No, I'm not. Ryan Reynolds reveals the Deadpool Bambi crossover he wanted. He actually talked about this in an interview, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Rogue One um, sucks. Sorry, just gotta get it out there. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we saw the we saw the the, the Korg and Deadpool crossover, uh, which means that they're finally acknowledging that he's in the MCU. Kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 he's getting his toes wet. Yeah, he's he's dipping his fingers, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's dipping his toes in the pool. I love the shitty microphones that they have; they are, everything's duct taped together for them to react. <laughs> I love the, I love the setup. There's even a setup video. Of him like dropping the lights and like the fucking the, the, the mic stands and everything. There's even a GameCube controller right here. <laughs> um I wonder what the fuck that energy drink is. I'm curious. Anyways. In an interview with IGN, Reynolds uh, revealed that he pitched a rather dark short film to Disney about an interrogation between the hunter from Bambi and Deadpool. Oh, uh, you no. might be thinking that perhaps Deadpool wants to exact revenge on behalf of Bambi and his mother, but that's not the case. In a surprising twist, Reynolds said this short would reveal that Deadpool is actually a big fan of the hunter. <laughs> must take go ahead. I wanted to do a short film of Deadpool interrogating the hunter who killed Bambi's mom. <laughs> but the whole gist of it is that Deadpool is actually a huge fan. He's not interrogating. He just wants to know how he could be the most loathed Disney character in the world, in the history of the, ah, in the history of Disney. And of course, Disney was like, well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him props for trying. For shooting his shot, yeah. Trying, I mean, yeah. You gotta give Russell walking up to Disney with a dumbass idea like that. Okay, I mean, like they like they're they're in that meeting like, okay, we're losing about a million dollars every minute we're in here, so let's just try to make a quick, you know, like straight. Ah, nice. Yeah. What is it, Ryan? <laughs> what is it, Ryan? <laughs> so you know the hunter from Bambi? Yeah, we're not doing that. No, shut up. Stop right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reynolds pitched the idea uh, before pitching the Deadpool core collaboration. It was technically Deadpool's first MCU crossover. After a short film was rejected, Reynolds turned to Disney's pitch table to pitch the Deadpool core piece that would serve as marketing for Free Guy. Then we came uh, back to them. We wrote the Deadpool core piece and we sent it to them and they said yes. So my next call was Taika Waititi. And he was in. He's also in Free Guy, so it wasn't that hard. Taika is an actual genius, so I was thrilled to collaborate with him uh, and his character. I love, I love Korg, man. I love that character so much, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> you want to get in the ship? 
<laughs> We're about to get in that big spaceship and get out of here. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Just makes... Piss off, ghost. <laughs> yeah, chasing Loki. Yeah, dude. I love that character. I mean, the rocks. So nothing to be afraid of, unless you made a scissors. Yeah, little rock, paper, rock, scissors joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Miss Faith, like, 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 Mustard and both Mustard and I have admitted on this podcast that we're we are immensely attracted to Ryan Reynolds. Where do you stand on the on the whole Ryan Reynolds thing? Every time what? I think of Ryan Reynolds, I think of that Family Guy episode. <laughs> I that's know what it. You're about. <laughs> yes, that's the one that I think. I don't about. want to be gay with you. I'm not talking about being gay. I just wanted my S's to go up inside you. Yes. Be together. Very, very gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Peter. Like, it doesn't even sound like him. No, stop. I know, right? No tickling. <laughs> like, it's so fucked up. I love it though. Oh my god! I talked several times about the whole Ryan Reynolds thing on TikTok, and it's just hilarious. But let's uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, so the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie lands an SNL lead writer. Hmm. Hmm. Why? Hmm. No, stop. <laughs> SNL writer Colin and Casey Jost. Uh, according to Deadline, Joss will pen an upcoming untitled Ninja Turtles movie for Paramount. Michael Bay will again be one of the producers on the fuck! No! Can't we get rid of him? Just throw it out. It's a wash. Just, yeah, just, it's, it's done. You can get rid of it. It's Seth it. Rogen too? No, no, no. He's, uh, he's doing a CG animated reboot based off of the original uh, concept. No. Man, that's stupid, dude. I don't like. I Seth actually Rogen. like that. I don't like Seth Rogen as a director. I really don't. I don't like Seth Rogen as anything outside of a dumb stoner guy. But here we are. <sighs> so we don't know if it's going to be related or not. Also, uh, Paramount is developing, like I said, the Seth Rogen uh, CGI reboot. So we're getting two teenage. Well, teenage we're getting a, we're getting a movie and we're getting a series. Uh, a CG uh, animated series. Uh, the reboot will uh, series will hone in on the elements of the four Turtle Brothers as a jumping off point. Rogan also tweeted a page of notes he jotted down in preparation for the series. With so many different Turtle projects in the works, Paramount seems to be seeing the value in its popular story about four turtles turned into mutants after being splashed by. It's the fucking. Te- it's a fucking teenage mutant ninja. Turtle. What the fuck do you mean? Seeing what? It's like, hey guys, you know Mario's making a lot of money these days. Uh, <laughs> you know who's really popular with the kids? That Star Wars thing. I don't know much about it, but I think it'll make us some money. Realizing Fuck it you. now, dude. Fuck you, dude. So stupid. Dude. Give me my fucking turtles and take Michael Bay out of this goddamn transaction. And take my money while you're at it. Yeah, Miss Faith. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I just said exactly. I love TMNT. I love turtles in general. Oh, I'm yeah. a huge turtle fan, you know. So that's kind of disappointing. SNL writer Michael yeah. Bay. Michael Michael Bay is a fucking. <laughs> yes. All right, so we have to we have to do it. Favorite turtle? That's, that's, no, hold on. That's me like holding the rope for the boat. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we got the SNL writer. I'm gonna untie this bitch, and then they tell him who's directing. Michael Bay. Oh, all right, that's it. Just push it away. We're letting that that one sail. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Somebody let let Bruce out of his cage? Nope. 
I'm doing. Uh, my favorite <laughs> turtle is uh, Michelangelo. Damn it! I was gonna say that. <laughs> well, you can still say it. It's not a competition. We're not kids. This is We're everybody's favorite. <laughs> <honestly. laughs> over. Not hey, that's mine. God yeah. damn it! That was mine. I wanted to pick first. Just kidding. No, yeah, it's definitely Michelangelo for me. You dead man? But why? Why Michelangelo? Well, Miss Faith, we'll start with you. Um, because honestly, he's kind of like me. Like I see similarities, you know. Um. Also, I haven't seen TMNT in a long time. I just have to say that. I used to watch the cartoons a lot growing up with, like, you know, it would come on after, what is it? I don't know if it came on after Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, Did I get that right? <laughs> I used to oh, love Yu-Gi-Oh. Probably, yes. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yu-Gi-Oh, oh yes. I love Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. That anime yeah, was Yu -Gi -Oh hilarious. <sighs> that anime was fucking awesome. Fuck Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh... Oh. <laughs> Monster. You don't like Yu-Gi-Oh! What? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down in one sentence. Aha, okay. uh -huh, we're going to fight with these cards. Yeah. I'm going to grow two feet taller and have a different personality now. Um... Why do you apply logic to anime? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, like, I'm calling no. it out, all right? I'm calling out <laughs> Darling in the Franks for having fucking jiggle physics on a goddamn mecha. I could call out Yu-Gi-Oh! for having a dude literally transform two feet taller and have a completely different fucking personality, all right? I love jiggle physics in anime. I don't get this one, all right? I don't understand what. why does a mecha have fucking jiggle physics? I'm not afraid to call out anime when it's stupid. And growing two feet fucking tall... Changing a personality just to play with some fucking cards. I don't understand. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Just to play with some cards. Hey, buddy, these things are dangerous weapons, my guy. Okay? <laughs> and we, we we saw, what, three people. Three people in the first season actually injured by the results of the cards. Yeah. After the first season, it was no longer a thing. We saw three fucking people in the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! actually get injured. Like, like, like the whole thing spilled over into reality and the, 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 the guy was fucked. You didn't I'm pretty, die. Sure, I'm pretty sure we had a Yu-Gi-Oh monster like destroy an entire city one time. It's in the lore somewhere. I, I, I yeah, he destroyed the city, but like it, because it was in the game and the game ended, it didn't happen. No, like, it was it was fucked. It was people fucked. Fucking, people fucking died. I remember. Well, either way, what I'm trying to you say you hated is that, the yeah. anime. You can't talk about it. Was fucking stupid. Yeah, but you didn't watch it. I did watch. I literally just fucking instant that there's three people in the first season that get hurt. I, what do you know that number without watching it? Okay, fine, but the writing was great. The writing was great. Yes, yeah. yes, it really was good. There was good moral choices involved. There, there was the idea of: Do I choose fame or family? Do I actually have to do this to do what I need to do? Like, do I have to go that far to achieve my goals? Yes, it was all really fucking good. Growing two feet taller, changing personality, no. Okay. No, fucking Ash didn't do it. Brock didn't do it. Misty didn't do it. None of the fucking Team Rockets did it. They were doing the exact same fucking thing. Nope, nobody in fucking Digimon did it. Nobody in Digimon did it. And Digimon, there was lives on the fucking line. Those things could die. And nobody in Digimon did it. Only fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. No sense. Sometimes you got to think outside the box, my friend. Man, fuck you, Angry Box. <laughs> God 
fucking damage. All right, so what are we? What were we talking about? Again? Oh yeah, so I was gonna say the reason why I like Michelangelo a lot is because, um, although he's the smallest, he's like, he's definitely not the weakest. We'll say that. No. Um, he's very like impulsive. <laughs> um, he's kind of like the life of the party, and no matter how much pizza he eats, um, you know. I think he's, he's, he's also the most it. acrobatic. I was about <laughs> yes, to say the sure, reason sure. the reason I like Michelangelo so much is because he's the underestimated goofy bastard. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, he literally my, is. Like he could he could fuck anybody up, but he exactly, he uh-huh. still has so much fun. He's so funny and like goofy and like clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's uh he's a, he's the second best trained turtle outside of Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 the fact that many people know. My favorite has always been Raphael. My, uh, because this guy took a defensive weapon, which is the Psy, and turned it into an offensive weapon. He also has the most brutal fighting style. He has the most forward momentum fighting style. And he, there's a reason that he constantly beats Leonardo in the spars that they have. And it's because Leonardo spar uh, fights with a certain ideology. Raphael fights with the most aggressive one he can, he can muster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's always been my favorite. And... Uh, I even love his cockiness. It goes all the way back to the original Turtles movie. You know what I mean? Where he's fucking the dudes up on the roof. And he's like, come on. Yeah. How, how do you guys expect to beat me? And then fucking all these dudes are crawling out of the woodwork. And he goes, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and what does he do? He proceeds to continue to fuck them up until they overwhelm it and throw them from a fucking skylight. So, you know yeah. Crazy like, is that nobody likes Donatello. Oh, I love Donnie. Donnie's my second favorite. I mean, I like him. But I think he's like the most boring one. Donnie's Donnie has the most emotional baggage. He's the one who actually like lifts his brothers up. He's the one that, that just constantly the, the support system for for Mikey and for Raphael and even for Leo. He's my second favorite. Like a uh, third favorite is is uh, is Michelangelo. Last one is Leo. Like I don't like Leo that much. I mean, Leo's kind of a goody two shoes kind of man. He's a dickhead. Yeah, he is. <laughs> So, I agree. Yeah. So I guess fucking now we're ranking turtles. Mustard, what's your second? What, what is it? Rank them down. Oh, your okay, first I, one is Michelangelo. Yeah, and then it would have to be Raph. Raph. <laughs> yeah, and then then obviously then it would be Donatello, and then no, no, I, I think I put Leo above Donatello. Fair enough. Miss Faith. Oh, don't do that to me. Oh, I love it. I love all of them because they're all. I don't know. <sighs> No, I love turtles too much. I don't, I don't like ranking them. No, 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 no. When I saw the Back for Blood beta uh, turtle thingies, like, on the floor, you know how, like, when you cr- uh, walk over them, they squeak? I was, like, so happy about that. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Yeah. No, like, I don't I don't think he got I don't think he got to that part. Oh, yeah, no, I did. No. I did because yeah, I did catch him. up, remember? Uh-huh. Mm, I yeah. had to catch up. No, yeah, but sure. it's all... That was yeah. pretty cool. Well, well I definitely faith. don't like Leo. Sorry, just saying Dude, that. Cause... But in the OG comics and, and stuff, like the turtles killed people. Well, like, in the OG yeah. comics, they, there's no distinction between them. They're raised as one unit. This I know. Is the yeah. original the original comics, they had no different they had they all wore red bandanas and they had no differentiating personalities. They all but, had the same personality. But they were murderers. They killed people. Did yes. You know? The fucking mm-hmm. shredder got taken out in the first issue. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think about uh, that Nickelodeon TMNT show? Terrible. Terrible. I, I tried watching The cartoon it. It was, one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it, was it was like awful. CGI or something. It was awful. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, it was, it was received bad. really poorly. I don't know why they did that. 
uh, honestly, it's they, they strayed away from so much of what made the turtles great. You know what I mean? Like, like the the turtles are teenage kids. They are children, yes. and they're they're working through this horrible responsibility of having to fight the foot. And in in this cartoon, it was just like, oh, they know everything. They can do everything. They can fight everything. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just took away what made the turtles relatable. Yeah. Like they're old ninjas doing the old ninja job. It's like, no, dude, come on. They're literally it's in the name, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Like they're teenagers, they're kids. When and that's something I actually really appreciated about the Michael Bay films is that they were seven foot tall talking turtles, but they acted like kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were all they were all kids. They were in the fucking elevator, you know, like banging the swords together and making up the little song. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's teenagers. They're they're teenagers. Uh, yeah, I liked I liked the Michael Bay films too. I actually did. Yeah, I, I yeah. fucking hate Michael Bay, but he did a good job on those. Yeah, and but my favorite will always be the '90s live action. That's, that's the, best. <laughs> the first no. movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best one, dude. A Jose Canseco bet. Tell me, <laughs> you didn't pay for this? Fucking, uh, the, it's quiet. It's a little too quiet. Hey, it's rough. That's the second one. It's a little too rough. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Have you guys seen the pizza that they eat, though? Wouldn't you just want to eat that, too? Oh, it them? looks so good. Yeah, it looks yeah, so good. Yeah. cheesy, like the Yes, the cheese pull, yes. That was oh, no. actually a real restaurant in, in, in around the set that they used. That was a real restaurant that they used that pizza from. The boxes oh. are fake, but the, the but the rest of the, the pizza was real. I like, thought you guys want napkins? For what? For what? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You guys want some napkins? Why? <laughs> just throws the napkins. Uh, fucking, and, and the kid, Keto, uh, uh, Keto, Keto, Kino. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the original motion guys in the suits from the first movie. Oh, nice. So uh, it was cool for him to be on. It was cool for him to be on screen. I, I I have a personal distaste for the second movie because of like in the first movie the turtles use their weapons the way their weapons are supposed to be used they cut up the, they cut up the foot they don't kill any of them particularly but they do injure them in the second movie they had to take all that away because parents didn't like the teenage mutant ninja turtles hurting people with the weapons i'm like then why have them then why have them which is why in the first scene you see uh, mikey with the the cold cuts and then you see donnie doing the whole you know the 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 boppy thing, and you know Leo. He's using the flats of his sword. Like it was so fucking stupid. So I have like a really deep personal grunge with that grudge with the second movie. Yeah. Deep personal grunge band, and that. Let's go ahead and move on to the final part of this. That's right. I cut myself off. Just don't ask. I don't fucking know. Um, so we covered this last week. Uh, the baby said some very horrible and homophobic things. Mm-hmm. And on this fucking podcast, we hold you accountable. You say stupid shit, we're going to call you a fucking idiot. And this guy is a fucking idiot. And T.I. came out to try to defend him. I don't know if you guys heard about this, mm-hmm. but T.I. thought he would throw his fucking hat in with this moron and try to defend him and say, well, if little Nas X can live his truth, why can't the baby live his truth? Well, first of all, dickhead, it's because they're not comparable. The baby's opinion is not Little Nas X's entire life. So T.I. can get canceled along with the fucking baby. I don't care. They both suck. 
I just like how literally hours before he, hours before he was supposed to fucking headline Lollapalooza, they told him no. They were just like fuck off. <laughs> we're not. Well, yeah, we're uh, not having you. We're, so we'd rather add fucking an extra hour to Oliver Tree. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give give Oliver Tree another sixty. He's got the material. He's fucking weird enough. Yeah, he'll ride around on a goddamn scooter for twenty minutes telling you horrible dad jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it. We're not gonna we're not gonna fucking associate with this dickhead. Yeah, and like in all fucking honesty, I don't blame them. No, me neither. I don't blame them at all. Like, 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 and it's not about the idea of being canceled or being associated with somebody being canceled because it's that that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the idea that if you support this person, you are supporting what they think, mm-hmm. and fuck him. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Miss Faith, what do you do? You have anything to add about that before I'm we continue? I'm getting tired of my hair in my face. I'm just gonna hold on. Go ahead. Go. You guys keep going. Yeah, I remember watching the video of the baby like saying like, "Oh, you know, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot right now, put your phones up and all this stuff. And if you're not, you know, if you don't have HIV and all this stuff." And I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, are we back in the '80s? Like, why is this guy being so ignorant? You know, about Literally. people that live with HIV." Or AIDS, you all you have to do is take one pill a day. Allison John spoke out about it. So many people spoke out against him because that was just so unnecessary and just so random. And then even like the guys that were on the stage with him, they were like, "Put your phone lights up," put like you know, like encouraging it. I'm just like, I would be like, no, cut off his mic, like they did with CM Punk when he was sitting down, fucking roasting all of WWE, like sitting down in the middle of the ring. Like they should have just cut off his mic, but nope, they were just rooting for him. And honestly, I just think that the baby is just mad um, because little Nas X is on Apex now. Just saying, he's just mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and, and let's <laughs> let's not forget that we talked about the idea that fucking uh t-pain came for him t-pain came from for ti for the baby for all these mumble rappers t-i oh, no, was that's like, not t-pain bro god damn <laughs> yeah well t-pain holds a lot of sway when it comes to casual listening shit fucking gibby who we had on was like we stand t-pain i'm like well you stand t-pain i like t-pain i'm not gonna stand him uh but for for this whole fucking thing you know like I can guarantee you that T-Pain on his fucking podcast, on his Twitch stream, saying that we need new music and the baby and, uh, you know, little fill-in-the-blank need to go the fuck away. I guarantee you that was a hit to this guy's fucking pride. And the idea that T-Pain, like, just is 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 supporting little Nas X had probably stung a little bit more. So, like, I, like, like, I can't even understand the idea of... Oh well, some guys talking shit about me because some other guys doing well. So fuck both of them. Like, Wait, isn't Ti the one being investigated for like a bunch of like yeah R Kelly shit? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Remember? So like, it looks like shit hangs out with shit, right? I mean, yeah, judge. I will judge you by the people you keep company with. Yeah, yeah. He like defended him, and then he was like, "Oh, but you know, uh, I uh, I support the LGBTQI community. You know, you guys yeah, you do. You. you, I'm like, no, you can't do both, bro. Like, <laughs> you know. Hey, Sunny, Mr. Black is here. Hey, Welcome, sir. Mr. Black. Hey. We're doing good, we man. You. How are you? We are great. We are we are discussing how terrible the baby and Ti are. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. I was hoping I was hoping a scoop would make it. I made my day. Um, 
but yeah, no, Miss Faith is right. Like you can't literally just come out and say, "Fuck all, fuck the LGBT people." Um, but by the way, you're you're cool. Pretty much. What, fellas? If you're not sucking dick in the parking lot. <laughs> and and yeah, and you know what? Uh, uh, shout out to Devon Shoemaker, who he, we had on the show. Uh, Devon actually put up a, 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 a whole post on this on Facebook, and there was people commenting on it. Uh, and I was like, this motherfucker went back to 1987 with this shit. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. there was people trying to defend uh, the baby in his comments, saying, oh, well, oh we need to God. talk about people that are undercover because that shit needs to be called out. And Devon was like, dude, it doesn't matter if you're undercover or not, dude. You're still talking about gay people, and you're still being a piece of shit. So, mm-hmm. like, we we love Devon on this show, and he was a great guest. And you know, like, it's just there's there's no there's no fucking way to come at this that makes you look good. You know what I mean? Nope. No, so, dude. He he literally like he's stuck in yeah he's stuck in a forty year old mentality. Literally, like we went we, we went back in time forty years with this guy. Yeah. Um. So this talks about just everything that he said. Uh, Dua Lipa, uh, who featured him on Levitating, was one of the first ones to criticize him. Going, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. It's not the person I work with. Um. Yeah, there's just been a fucking fallout from this guy. Um. So let's just stick with this. The uh, baby has been. Uh, wh- who's Rose? Someone Rose. Trisha Rose, a Brown University professor who has written two books on hip hop, uh, believes that the festivals are doing the right thing by removing the baby from the roster. She also sees more than a hint of hypocrisy in the organizers' actions. She notes that the music industry has long tolerated and profited from ba- from artists like the baby who have been accused of bad behavior before this incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay, so. Let's just let's just talk about that real quick. Yes, plenty of people have done horrible shit in the past. We know Dr. Dre was a fucking gangbanger. So was goddamn Ice Cube, Ice T. A lot of these people we've grown to love have done horrible shit in the past. We're looking, we're, we're willing to look past it because we're not trying to judge somebody by their past. Then that's kind of what this forward movement in music and entertainment has been about. And I, I don't know. I mean, am I am I alone in that? You two? Mm. Not really. I mean, I don't know. It just depends on what it is, really. Yeah, I agree. It depends on like yeah, the severity depends. of the like the past actions. Like if it has to do with, you know, our word, you know, uh, you know, sexual assault, anything like that. No. Oh, of course, horrible shit like that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm talking yeah, about but like selling arms and selling drugs in your neighborhood to try to get by. Like, because we they they literally like like you know the people that you mentioned like Dr. Dre, Ice T, and Ice Cube. They all mention in their like you know in plenty of places that that they did that shit ju- just to like get by or get Live, out of their yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah. that was their only means of survival. So you can't really judge somebody for that. You I know, think it's that's like, possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hunger for strike. Sure. You don't mind stealing bread from, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that that song is actually the opposite of saying like you have too much. You know, you have a lot. So why would you uh, steal from other people? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like be be humble. You know. Yeah, no, I, I was just making a joke, but yeah. Um, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, like we're all. I mean, I grew up in pro- in poverty. You know, I remember. Well, you know, my mom's uh, 
I have a single single mom and stuff and uh, I remember all the things that she had to do to um you know just try and feed us you know like it was it was a real bad struggle so I don't judge Ice Cube or anybody that has been through that environment because I had to do some shitty stuff too just to you know no, we've feed all, my little we've brother all you know for sure. everybody's hustled everybody's mm-hmm. hustled uh what we've done is 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 what is how we justified or what we did to hustle is very different from uh, holding these kinds of opinions oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and holding sure. holding a certain kind of opinion or holding an industry standard. So it's it's very fucking different. So like that's what I'm trying to say is that we can look past these these things that they did because literally they were hustling to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Going yeah, out but, on stage, but, but like, but making, but like, you know, discriminating against homosexuals and and sexual assault, those kinds of things are just you know that's a shitty person thing. Yeah, that's a yes. shitty fucking person thing. That yeah. is not hustling to live. Yeah. So, and, and here's and here's what Rose says. There's many artists who are promoted by the industry who are celebrated by the industry because of their quote unquote edgy extreme behavior. That is a long-standing pattern that has not abated in any way. Then, when they step out of line about when and how they actually live in that and into that identity, then there's all this sort of we're all about peace, love, and happiness. Mm-hmm. I got bad news for you, lady. You are completely no. and utterly wrong. Yeah, no. No. Tyler the Creator is a perfect example of that. Like listen if you listen to Tyler's music, it's extremely edgy, extremely shock value, and he doesn't live out what he says most of the time, at least. You know what I mean? Like he's not an actual shitty person. He's you know, he he I don't know. Okay. Eminem. On. Let's fucking take a look at the biggest shining example of this. Eminem. He he today still says uh, the F slur on his albums, and he never means it in a derogatory way towards anybody. He, he has in the sh- past, and actually, I was going to mention that the baby. Um, they were they were comparing him to Eminem because Eminem used to be uh, seriously like uh, homophobic, and Elton John sat down with him, like, and talked to him and kind of educated uh, him about you know, what he was doing wrong and just, you know, cause Alton John has always been a spokesperson against, you know, homophobia and education on HIV and AIDS and Eminem changed. He literally changed his mind once he spoke to Alton John. So he has been very homophobic in the past, but he changed. And I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and so the, 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 okay. So like the, I, I hate defending Eminem. The big part about Eminem is that it's a character. It is a caricature. It is a, a cartoon character named Slim Shady, uh, named, uh, you know, uh, Eminem. It's not Marshall Mathers. It's not the person Marshall Mathers. This is a caricature. It is a character he's playing on album, on screen, on stage. He himself never held any of these views, but he set these things in a character named Slim Shady, who was an extreme version of himself. He even talks about it in Evil Twin on on Marshall Matters too. Uh, that you know this is a pers- this is a persona I have, and we have to gauge when that persona and when that person start to become closer and closer. So Eminem himself, the the guy Marshall Matters, has never held these beliefs because he we, we he's talked about his 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 growing up with prejudice about him being a certain skin color about some of his friends in detroit actually being homosexuals and, and the struggles they went through but he also has an extreme persona to get that edgy message out and everybody loved it 
so like in a way it's not really comparable because you know when elton john did sit down with him elton john came at him with that well i'm going to educate you and m said dude there's nothing to talk about it's a character and so that's how they got along and that's why even even uh elton john wised up on some of his statements about eminem he was like it's a character this guy's a fucking genius so like he got you all riled up for nothing literally fucking nothing so and, and that's kind of where where where, I, where and like i said i hate defending eminem i do because i sound like a fucking you know sycophant when it comes to him but i just i know so much about him you are for, though, it's fine i know a lot about him for various fucking reasons but again and, i'll go back to tyler the creator though he said the f word no yeah. and he he, he like literally fucking meant it in a derogatory way and yeah and he never stepped out of line like the baby has he's never done that he's never actively said like let's go against these people like he's he's never done that you know what i mean and, and yeah because and tyler it, sorry to interrupt because tyler mm-hmm. used it as like as an old school slur yeah you know like, what I mean? like yeah he, mm-hmm. he wasn't denigrating anybody lgbt he was using it as an insult to somebody else yeah. Which is just as bad, kind of. I mean, well, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's still bad. Yeah, but, but the fact not... is, like, Tyler, we've never had to cancel Tyler, even though he said these things. But this <laughs> but this idiot literally went on stage separating people and, like, you know, yeah. calling out people and, and actually meant it as himself. And, like, that that's what the kind of mistake that he made. So, I don't know. I, I don't think this, this quote is accurate, but we really need to move on because it's getting kind of long. Yeah, the uh, baby says social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you have a chance to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. I got bad fucking news for you, dude. You've been in this industry long enough. Not only you... that, but like it's it's not the '80s, man. We don't we don't HIV shame in 2021. You don't do that. Like you just don't do that. Like, like no. Fucking little Nas X has been a thing for years. Like you you can't claim ignorance, bro. You can't. No. Nah, like there's, there's, there's there is not a chance to grow educated when you should have already been there dude like no. yeah kevin powell who's written extensively about hip-hop and tax toxic masculinity in american, in american culture says the language and the baby's apology is important i believe in council com- culture not cancel culture do we just want to keep canceling people out of because out because of their racism, their sexism, and homophobia, transphobia, or do we actually want to educate people so we become a more educated populace so this does not become a normalized thing? I got bad fucking news for you, dude. The second you give them an excuse, you give them an out. You hmm. take away their fucking ability to make money. You take away their ability to collaborate with other artists. They're going to educate themselves really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, well, you know, they're from a different time era. We're going to go ahead and just give them another chance. It just gives them another chance to fuck up. You take away their income, watch them learn real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong just, on they that? Just, no, but they could, just, they could just put up a front and still be shitty people. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Well, of course, but that's that's and and of course putting up a front and everything else, we see through that shit really fucking quickly because they always let their fucking colors shine. They'll get on Twitter. They'll have another fucking concert recorded where they come out and say the same bullshit, even though publicly they're like, "Oh, love and peace, LGBT." I got rainbows on my stage now. Get fucked, dude. You always go back, and so yeah, like I said, take away their fucking income, take it away, let them do, let them do their shit in the fucking closet where all the other assholes go. They'll educate themselves real fast. 
All right, now I'm, let's move on. I want to know what happened to the offspring drummer. Uh, yeah, that's kind of something I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about. Uh, he has to be serious no matter who you okay. are to have to be serious about making amends. You have to become an advocate for women and girls. You have to become an advocate against homophobia and transphobia. You have to make amends by your actions or your deeds. It can't just be an apology just because you're trying to save your career. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. However, I still stand. Uh, fuck the baby. Yeah, fuck that guy. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about the offspring before. We've talked about how they're still awesome. However, oh, their drummer God, is now really? out, and Damn. he's using the jab. And uh, this is just something that is really sensitive on Twitch. So I really don't want to get into this. That sucks. Um. I am just um this sucks because the offspring has been together on an unchanged roster for 30, 30 years. years 30 fucking years and having this happen really does Well suck. you know what I I'm, I'm I'm with him Yeah if you don't want if you don't want to keep your fucking bandmates safe get out Mhm I yeah. I'm sorry get out literally I don't mind. I don't mind this dude leaving if it's for that reason because everybody, yeah, everybody in that band is older now. Yeah, they're in their forties. Yeah, they're in their fifties. Dude, we 50s. saw this. We yeah, saw this. Bet. They're in their mid fifties. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, dude. Like, like I, I don't want to talk about no, no, what's this going on okay. in the world. Yeah. However, if yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it as as somebody who's been in the band. I'll talk about it to somebody who's who's had to protect a bandmate. Yeah, if you don't want to protect your bandmate, dude, get the fuck out. Agreed. What, you know? Miss Faith? Right choice, yes. Um, since, they're, since they're more susceptible to it, they got to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So let's go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. We're going <laughs> to... I love it. I love it. <laughs> what? What happened? You cut yourself up again. I cut myself up again. <laughs> it's perfect. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> no one is safe. Not even me. <laughs> Sonny Mr. Black says, yep, they made the right call. He obviously isn't capable of making the right decision. All the tours and high-risk events. Yes. Yes, yeah. dude. And, and honestly, we we can't talk about this on the main show uh i want to talk about it but i don't want i, I we, we barely got our, our twitch channel so i'm not really <laughs> willing to put that at risk um i kind of want to say i want to talk about it in the post show yeah i don't need to it's, it's a pretty obvious thing that, yeah it's it's pretty cut and dry yeah or yes. we're just team fuck that guy mm-hmm. especially for ruining one of the best bands out there uh, Miss Vin, they have a- just put out a new album too. Man. <laughs> Literally, they're gonna be they're about to, they're uh, about to make in money. June in June, they put out a new wow, album. Wow, so that's very recent too. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a shame. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, I need man. to. It's been on. The, it's been on my my radar to do list. Yeah, yeah. Along with uh, more steam powered giraffe. No, I dude, I tried with that band, and like, I just can't get behind the. I just can't get behind the music style. It's weird. 
It's, it's radio music. Like uh, I was not, only, no, his... not only that, it's no, it, it, it's more than that. Like I literally sat down, and I played like the first five songs from each album that they have, and like mm-hmm. it's it's all so like folky and like yeah. weird. It's just yeah. weird. It, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm not sitting here saying it's horrible, but I'm saying it's just it's just not your bag. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Oh, that's fine. But that one song that just stuck out <laughs> from literally hundreds of other ones. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it is such a good yeah. fucking song. It is. But Miss Faith, we do have a tradition around here to have our guests try to help us sell the Patreon that you are part of. So, uh, would you mind telling everybody what they get when they join our Patreon? Okay, so for one dollar per month, it is named First Blood, name of choosing in the credits of every episode. And with $3 per month, you AV tier, name of choosing in credits of every episode, access to post show that releases every Wednesday and a minute with DJ. And by the way, we miss DJ very much. As a listener, miss him a lot. Um, $5 per month is airstrike tier, access to the monthly, actually this is the one that I have, <laughs> access to yeah. the monthly movie roast, access to the post show every Wednesday, name right out loud at the end of every episode, name of choosing in the credits of every episode, stickers each month, by the way those stickers are awesome, so please sign up for the Patreon, they are so worth it. Um, giveaway every three months and a minute with DJ. Yeah, and we have to do the, the giveaway for July. Uh, we have just been backed up with DJ being gone. We missed another um, giveaway. God damn it! So we're gonna we're gonna do that probably uh, today, and we'll we'll let everybody know uh, who won. Okay. So thank you, Miss Faith, very mm-hmm. very very much. Mustard, tell them how to talk to us. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's VT Network with the number two. Uh, email we got vtnetwork84 at gmail.com, and uh, you can follow everything we're doing there. We can follow our new episodes, our uh, we both we post memes on the on the Instagram sometimes, and uh, yeah, you, we're open for suggestions, critiques, anything you want. You want to be a guest on the show, message us on there, and yeah, that's where you can find everything. And twitch.tv slash VT Network. Your 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 channel. Your My YouTube. stream. Oh, uh, twitch.tv <laughs> forward slash Colonel Mustard. The first L being an I. It's been a while since I've streamed. I need to get back on that, honestly. Well, you keep getting tattooed, so you can't move your fucking arms. Yeah, every fucking month. I got every week I got a new one. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. You look like a post-it board. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you don't want to do the monthly thing and you just want to buy one or two products, please go over to vtnetwork.redbubble.com where we have a bunch of designs, new ones coming down the pipe, including the What's Up Chuckle Fucks uh, mustard specialty line from the post show. We have it on phone cases, t-shirts, we got dresses, we got, I think, tights, laptop sleeves, stickers, skins, phone covers, you name it, we got it. We got sheets. We got blankets in case you want to sleep with us. Yeah, it said that one in a while. I know. Don't even need our consent. Just buy the blanket. Tote bags, uh, <laughs> coffee mugs, water bottles, journals, my favorite aprons. And I think we even have bath mats for this one. Yep, we do. And uh, all of that is once again at vtnetwork.redbubble.com. We don't make a lot of money off it because we really don't care about the money. We just want you guys to rip our shit where that's shallow. <laughs> I think it would be more shallow if we cared about the money. No, because we don't care about the money. We just want to be seen. Hmm. 
Hmm. I'm, I'm, that's the way I'm justifying it. Fuck you. Anyways, I want to say thank you to Paul Schwer and the Magic Scroll Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. We are going to debut their new series here on the 22nd. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, I also want to thank this month's Patreons. Of course, Lofus, hi, baby. The Grave Robber, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Carol, Sherry Finks, Mr. Blacklung, Gibby, Lemon, Miss Faith, uh, Sue, and uh, Mustard. You don't get a fucking thank you. You're getting your door knocked on, by the way. Mm, okay, hold on. Give me a second here. Fucking, where is it? FBI, open up! <laughs> <laughs> uh,. But with all that, like I got, I gotta wait for this dickhead to come back so we can end the show. Okay. We are, we are going to uh, on the post show. We are going to um, switch to a video format on Patreon. So if you, if you want to see what we watch on the post show, some of the things we watch are pretty fucked up. If you want to watch that, <laughs> come, come on down and uh, join the Patreon like Miss Faith has, so you guys can get access to that as well. Sunny, Mister Black, thank you again for being here. I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, everybody. <laughs> we're going to get out of here and head to the post show where we're going to talk about Stephen Glick. We got tacos. <sighs> Say goodnight, Mustard. Goodnight, dude.